0: Welcome to the Love Sport Podcast. I'm Paul, your host. I'll be joined by John. This is our NFL Super Bowl special. We'll be trying to dissect all things Brady versus Mahomes and everything in between. Might even talk a bit to Sean Watson. This is the Love Sport Podcast. John, one of our favourite times of the year. The Super Bowl is coming up and we're going to do a Super Bowl special tonight. How are you feeling?
1: Um, well, you know, I'm pretty... Look, the last week I was pretty flat with the Packers exit and the way that all went down. I was pretty upfront with everyone on the last podcast how that feels, and I, you know, if you follow sport, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, this week, yeah. I, you know, obviously I've set my sight on the Super Bowl. I, I love the game, I love the event, I love everything about it, and um, this is a particularly interesting matchup, and um, I'm really looking forward to what I think is going to be a blowout.
0: Wow, we will come to that because uh, blowout. I had a bit of a feeling about that as well, but we might be coming from different angles. Mm. Look, we'll do a uh, two-part. We'll do a two-part one tonight. Uh, first of all, we're gonna we'll touch on a couple of massive uh, trades or one still to be done. Second part, we'll get into the Super Bowl and what we think. Um, so we'll start off and Goff is now a lion and Stafford is now a ram in one of the um, trades I did not see coming whatsoever.
1: They call it a blockbuster trade, and it doesn't happen very much in um, the NFL like this, although it's starting to become a bit more regular, but you just don't see quarterbacks getting shipped around like that. Two first-round picks, um, one's 10 years, old, 10 years older than the other. To me, if teams are trading first-round draft pick quarterbacks, and these guys are actually first overall draft picks, um, then that tells you that things haven't gone right with them at the club they're at. Um,
0: so Yeah, and Stafford's, Stafford's been there for years. So, you know, and, and we'll come on to that, mate. I didn't mean to cut you off there.
1: No, that's all right, I mean, you can see, He has been there for years, and he's been there for a long time. This dude's supposed to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Now, I, I'm going to say something I think happens really regularly. I think some guys in the NFL get torn to shreds. They get eviscerated at the slightest thing. You know, you find yourself into a bad environment like the Jets or the Browns or or a place like or the Bengals. And everyone just tears shreds off. But some people are Teflon and they never attract any criticism. And for me, Matthew yeah. Stafford's is one of those guys. He, You can say what you want about, oh, he's never had this, he's never had that. He had Megatron there as his receiver for um, Megatron's whole, you know, most of his career. The guy quit at 29. Now, he had Matt Stafford feeding him. Um They've had some lots of issues with coaching and stuff, but do you reckon if Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers was at the Lions, that they would have spent the last ten years doing absolutely nothing?
0: No, absolutely not. And and I'm glad you brought up Megatron because I was going to bring up Megatron amongst the number of other players. The Lions have had teams that should have, you know, gone far, gone further, um, and they've just under-delivered. And you have to put. It is a team game, but you have to put a fair bit of this on Matthew Stafford. And he's right got it now. Game my game Dolphins. Games.
1: He's got an out. He gets paid so a, a lot of money, um, and he, yeah. you know, he yeah. hasn't. To me, he hasn't led them anywhere. They got a bogus call in their only playoff game they got against the Cowboys. You know, big deal, Crime River. These things happen. Those guys are paid to get over those things, and he never did. So, I'm I'm really not worried. I, I couldn't care less about him turning up the Rams. If everyone's installing them as their football favourites, I think they're mad.
0: I don't don't think they could with Matthew Stafford at the the top. You can think of a number of quarterbacks you'd have to put ahead of Stafford right now. But in saying that, hindsight's a wonderful thing. Um, They've obviously gone all in uh, on Matty Stafford because let's have a look what the trade actually is. So the Rams get quarterback Matthew Stafford. The Lions get Jared Goff who I don't think is a bad quarterback. I don't think he's great yet, but he's not bad. They get a 2021 third-round draft pick, 2022 first-round, and 20 uh sorry, 2023 first-round pick as well. So if it all goes pear-shaped for the Rams and football it can, the Lions not only get a really reliable quarterback in my mind who's a lot younger, but they've got a number of draft picks so they can do anything within the next couple of years. So, I, for me, the Lions are the clear winners. That's – right. sometimes there aren't. But right now, and hindsight, always catches us out. You'd have to say the Lions are, um, are the clear winners there,
1: I think. I think the Lions were going nowhere with Matt Stafford. Yep. And, you know, you hear a lot of Lions talk. By, by virtue of the fact that the Lions are one of our rivals in the, in the NFC North division – you know, I read a lot, see a lot of line stuff, and you know, I mean, I feel for their fans. They go in every year with a lot of hope. They probably now the Browns and the Bills have, you know, made a little bit of headway, and the Bengals have got Jared, um, not Jared Goff, you know, the quarterback they've got. I think Detroit might be the saddest franchise in the NFL long term, long term, along maybe with the Jets, and the Jets have got a Super Bowl in their kick.
0: Yeah, I. You know, I, I wouldn't disagree with you. I'd say the Jets fans right now would be feeling uh, uh, things are pretty tough. They thought they were going to get their uh, quarterback of the future as well. And who knows if that will turn out or not. But, look, I I, I mustn't know much about the game because I just look at the trade and think the, the Lions have done sensationally. Because I think while statistics uh, are always bandied around, right now if you said to me, Paul, you can take Jared Goff or Matty Stafford to the Dolphins, it would be a really tough decision. And so for, you know, the Lions to get a plethora of draft picks and Jared Goff, I just think they've done
1: really well. Who knows? Paul, they have to turn the draft picks into something that's worthwhile. But I don't actually buy into all the stuff about Jared Goff being a salary dump. I think he's a lot different to the circumstance a few years ago when um, – uh, who was the big, tall dude who came down from um, Denver and went to the Browns? What was his name? I can't remember off my head. I should have done my research. Remember they, just bought him for, they bought him for um they got him for a, a a draft pick the next year and they took his salary and the Browns were just building all their picks yeah. and um I don't think it's like that at all I think you can actually get something out of I can't now th- thing is before anyone gets my case I understand that Matthew Towns got all the arm talent in the world we've heard it nothing but in the NFC North for years. It doesn't matter to get the Lions to get above guys like Kirk Cousins or Sam Bradford or, or any of those guys, or, you know, heaven forbid, um, Mr. Trubisky. Mr. Trubisky put his team into the playoffs in two out of the last three years. But there's a guy like the, the press takes a dump on him every day. It doesn't matter what it does. Yeah. And Matt Stafford's sitting there. He never gets in the playoffs. And he's always like, and, and they bought him out. Always yeah, get my draft picks yeah, and everything with it. You know, pick up guys at 11 or 12 and, you know, they've got to turn it into something, but it looks like they're heading in the right direction under their new GM and good luck to them. But I think that the NFC North got weaker, which is hard to say because Detroit is, you know, one of the teams there that struggles most of the time. But the yeah. NFC North got weaker. Yeah. And I think, you know, long term, the Rams would want to win a Super Bowl next year. Because they're going to be going six or seven years without a first-round draft pick. You've got to think that's going to come undone at some point.
0: It does. But, you know, we, we obviously play the game to, to win and, and to win Super Bowls is the ultimate. Nobody really cares if you make playoffs year after year without winning a Super Bowl, do they? In, in the end, they say you're a failure, even though you're not, because you've got a winning franchise. But, um, hey, look, let's have a look at another one. The Sean Watson... I mean, he's asking price, not just with the, the picks that um, Houston want from him. They're, they're after a number of first round picks and a quarterback from the teams they're talking to. Um, as a model, we're the favourites to get him. I personally don't want him. I'm not saying he's not a good footballer, I don't want him for the price. You know, we lose what? We've got the number three pick in the draft. Uh, we've got a, another first rounder and a second rounder and a young quarterback who hasn't really been given a go yet. Would you put every – and he's $146 million is being bandied around what we'd need to pay
1: as well. I
0: can't see any kind point of winning.
1: What are they up to? They're asking for three first-round draft picks, is it?
0: Uh, I think two first-round, a second-round, and maybe a future first-rounder. Um, plus, it's, they're asking for two uh, – from, from the Dolphins, they're asking for two at Tonga Valoa as well. So they're asking for a quarterback, two first-rounders – And uh, it's just, it's too much. And if the Dolphins do that, we've got no weapons anyway. So I'm hoping we don't land him. Um, I think we've got a young quarterback and he's on a rookie contract. If he doesn't work out, then we haven't lost too much. You know, if he doesn't work out the second year and you've figured him out, you haven't lost too much, have you? But if you sell everything um, and and Deshaun Watson doesn't have any um, weapons, you can see him moving on again. And so the Dolphins have just given everything away for a one- or two-year
1: quarterback. Deshaun Watson's manager is the same guy who manages Jalen Ramsey, who's the player who rolled into Jacksonville in a Brinks truck and jumped out of it, held the club to ransom, got a sweetheart deal to leave out. um, And now it looks like Deshaun's doing the same thing. All this stuff that's going around, that's talking about the Texans being some kind of a moribund franchise, they've been in the playoffs like, seven times in 10 years with some pretty unknown quarterbacks. Now, Deshaun's got there twice. This year, they struggled. Now, this is another guy, right? Everyone keeps telling me how amazing he is, right? And I know he's yep. good. Last year, they were a mile in front of Kansas City. Deshaun Watson is a the quarterback. They got they got housed, okay, yep. in the playoff. This year, uh, they have a couple problems at the start of the year. Deshaun... Does whatever he gets, all these records and stuff, but they didn't win games. If he's that good, if, he, if he's what they say a transcendent, all-world, all-time talent, then I need to see him playing like that all the time, especially when he's at the age he is. He's not warm the, the, the latest is that, um,
0: and why can't the Texans ask this? Because he's still under contract. He could sit out a year, which is another possibility. They want two number ones two number twos and two young defensive starters minimum. Watson's only 25. So, you know, if he is that transcendent talent, you know, it, it would be worth bargaining for. But I think you've got to look at Philadelphia and the Jets as possible landing spots as well. I'm hoping he doesn't go to Miami. Please, anyone listening to this, it's not about the Sean Watson. It's about what we're selling to get one player. I don't That's think it's my position to, anyway.
1: The Texans, really, with what they're saying, are putting up the "he's not for sale" sign. I think they're playing yeah. a game with him. They're humouring him. All the words that they're saying, really, to me, is that they're they're not playing with him, and they'd be stupid to do so because you're not guaranteed. Look, there's two ways of looking at this. You're not guaranteed to well, no one's guaranteed anything in the draft, but like, let alone quarterbacks. When the homes came down. And I think pick eleven and they moved around to get him before other guys, you know, other guys go in front of him. You just don't know.
0: I think he might know. have even no, I think I think Mahomes might have even been sixteen or seventeen in the draft.
1: It was down the list.
0: But so uh, yeah, but nevertheless, yeah, it was down the list and you don't know because there was a lot of question marks about him. But look, as I said, I'm being selfish from a dolphin's point of view. I don't want to sell everything that we've got to get one player and still not have offensive weapons. We have none.
1: Well, that's so, right. you know. I mean, so how it would be different if you give away the draft picks to get the one player to playing at a club that had given away all its draft picks with the same quarterback? Well, let's be honest. Well, that, the the Bengals lost their, their draft picks, sold their best wide receiver, and did all that. And Bill O'Brien's another, he he got pancaked by everyone. And yeah, I thought he made yeah. some pretty dumb moves, the ones that I wouldn't have done. At the other day, the guy had a winning record, and he had a winning record with some real scrub quarterbacks. And I think he was you no. Know, he he had some pretty average um, talent. He he made some decent teams. I think as a general manager, he was atrocious. I think as a as a coach, he was pretty good.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Look, I um, I've got to say to anyone, um, do yourself a favour on uh, ESPN thirty for thirty, the shorts series. Um, there's one in regards to um, Herschel Walker when he was traded out of um, Dallas, and everyone thought. Um, Jimmy Johnson was was crazy doing that. But he ended up taking five players for Herschel Walker. And he, he knew, and he had to hide it from everyone, he knew he was actually trading those players because he was going to get first and second round draft picks. So he takes them on and then immediately got rid of them. And that's how he built his uh, Dallas dynasty. So in. We never quite know what's going to happen there, so uh, who
1: knows? No, he's pretty. Sure. That's
0: uh, definitely worth watching.
1: He, he, he was super shrewd with the way he did that, and the other thing he knew was he came straight out of the college coaching, and he was coaching against and with those guys, so yeah. he had that advantage. You know, I don't see that necessarily happening at my at at Houston. No, um, they, they're not no. just coming out of college. In fact, they've just picked like I think the oldest guy to ever get a head coaching gig. How would you like that? So what, how would you like to be that dude? <laughs> he's coming in, Yeah, he's... waiting for a job for his whole life He finally gets one, no one knows who he is and, um, and the quarterback says, I'm out That's pretty
0: tough But in saying that, Deshaun Watson had already checked out The day that Deshaun Watson was actually announcing Officially that he was wanting the trade Was the day that they announced a, a, a coach of colour And let's be honest, that's been part of the problem for Deshaun Is not being... Most quarterbacks are included in conversations about what they need going forward. Deshaun felt he wasn't, and that's a massive part of why he wants out. Um, it wouldn't even shock you if he sat out of here. Oh, yeah, it shock you if he sat out of
1: here. That's it. I mean, and I don't care because I think people go and do that. It's like when, um, oh my god, names are leaving me tonight. I just, um, what's his name? Steel, the Steel, when he did it, right? And, yeah. It's like you can't yeah. sit out a year and come back and like well, seriously, what's he done? Yeah, I know and that's he, the thing, I isn't it? In the, I know he's in the um, Chiefs team, going to the quarterback, and I think he's very blessed to be there. But he's done absolutely nothing there. He hasn't helped them in any way, shape, or form.
0: No, and that's the thing, isn't it? Like sport is such a short uh, lifetime to to give away a year of your own choice. I just find insane. I mean, not saying I would have had a good sporting career, but I was. That was where I was trending when I was younger. And mine was over at 17 with two-knee reconstruction. So to, to think of giving up a year um, because you're not happy with a franchise or you want to be kicked out is insane to me. But and that's not only that, my
1: ethic. you totally blow your chance of when you're um, retired ever going back to those But Everyone hates you. Yep. Every- he would have been a legend at, at the Steelers. So. <laughs> he would have been. I mean, and you know what? If, um, if if you put me on the spot and held my feet to the fire and said, "What's one of the three or four NFL teams that you would want to be held in legend status at?" You better believe the Steelers are going to be on that list. Hundred percent. So I think great supporter
0: base, and yeah. Well, we've covered a little bit of um, early trade talk, and it's been. Potentially, I mean, absolutely, a blockbuster already with Goff and uh, and Stafford. Just the amount of, of, of picks traded there. So we're going to come back and we're going to talk Super Bowl because that's why we're here tonight. So I just want to say one thing about,
1: one. about that, Paul. I will say that I think that my um, take on Aaron Rodgers not going anywhere last week and our podcast was pretty spot on. It
0: was absolutely spot on. And uh, I look, I want... I want to see a quarterback like that stay you know at the one team and and be a true legend of his team so well 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 picked on that front. End of part one we'll come back with our Super Bowl chat after this The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and
1: Tom
0: Super Bowl 55.
1: And Hartman! They give it to Hartman again on the end of the round. And he can turn on those afterburners. Look out inside the 40.
0: Welcome back to uh, part two of our Love Sport Super Bowl special. And that sounds a bit pornographic if I actually think about it. But Tampa Bay, first ever team to be playing at home in a Super Bowl, hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, you're going to pick out a number of names here, but I'm just going to go quickly down the list of both teams. Tampa Bay, you've got Brady, Evans, Goodwin, Pierre-Paul, who's forcing fumbles, sacks, intercepts, the Kansas City Chiefs, Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey, uh, Edwards, Hilaire. We haven't even touched on half the players, but, geez, those names, any of those sound like worthy Super Bowl winners.
1: There's a lot of talent there, and obviously when you get to the Super Bowl, it's not pretend. I was thinking about – we were talk- actually, I was talking with a mate of mine on Saturday. We were just on a little boat cruise on the Brisbane River. It was actually just a ferry cut on the go Card, but we were just chatting shooting the breeze and talking about, you know, how with the conference system and, you know, you can't get the team from the AFC playing the NFC and, you know, maybe he didn't think that was great or whatever. I said, you know what, well, guess what? Invariably, most year you end up, most years, and I'm getting the best two teams in the final at a Super Bowl. And I think yeah. this year definitely is the case. Um, uh, you know, there was always a bit of a toss-up in the NFC about whether it was going to be, the Packers or or the Chiefs – not the Chiefs, the Packers or the um, Saints, and perhaps, you know, a discussion about Tampa Bay. They were in it all year in that discussion. So two teams from there plus the Packers. They won. I can't say anything about it. They're the best team in the division and in the conference. And, you know, both teams are quite loaded on offense and defense, I think. I like Tampa's defense a lot
0: yeah i i think you're right there about Tampa's defense seeming to be i think it's 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 quite funny because i see Kansas City having the slight advantage offensively and Tampa having the slight advantage um, defensively isn't that what we want isn't that what we want out of the
1: super bowl and even potentially on paper at least contest in some ways but in saying that you know i need to be convinced that they have an advantage at quarterback because I thought we had an advantage quarterback last week and I thought it was quite a large one, but there's a cyborg playing for Tampa. And as long as he puts his power pack in, like last week, he froze three interceptions in the second half. You know, somehow he is mentally able to make that not affect the outcome of the game. Absolutely. I mean, but conversely, and and I don't want to,
0: you know, make you feel worse, you know that your team should have put on more than three points from three intercepts. And, and I think, mm. you know, if you had have done that, um, you know, the, the, the talk of, of Brady, his legacy wouldn't have been tarnished. You can't tarnish his legacy right now. But um, he did have an unbelievable first half, and he looked tired in the second half. There were some tired throws, yeah. some tired decisions. And there's two ways so- to put
1: those three points off those three turnovers. You can say, oh, my God, the Packers' offense went in the tank, or you can turn around and say, you know what? They did what our defense has rarely ever done when we've been in that position. They stiffened up. They actually yeah. went out there and they punched the Packers in the mouth at the line of scrimmage. Uh, they got to They got to Aaron Rodgers. They did all that kind of stuff. And making him go three and out, three and punt, whatever field goal was like, that's pretty stiff defence. Now we know that they're very strong um, in the secondary and they've also got a pretty wicked, um, you know, pass rush. They've got a real wicked pass rush. And I'm looking forward to Pat Mahomes being tested by that and see how he reacts. I, I think going to be under pressure a lot.
0: I think they've tried. I think you've got a pocket passer in Brady who has the quickest release still at his age, has one of the quickest releases we've ever seen in the NFL against someone who likes to get outside the pocket from the very start. You know, you're not going to see Mahomes every place sit in that pocket looking for the best pass. He's going to get out. He's going to make people chase him. And, you know, it's going to come down to field time, isn't it? Because the longer that Kansas City can keep the Tampa defense out there, they're going to tire. Um, and, and that's where I see the game going. Does Mahomes have to slightly change his play to keep Kansas City's offense on the field? Because um, quick touchdowns aren't going to tie a Tampa, and quick touchdowns um, aren't going to worry Brady either, are they? He's not going to be stressed if they go down 7 0, get it back to 7 0, 14 7. I really think they've got to try and keep Tampa on the field as long as they can.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair enough. I, 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 I think that Tampa's corners have got to sit. Corners of Safeties work um, Tyree Kill. I actually think someone's got to be physical with that guy. I I don't want to be um, classified as a dinosaur, but I'd actually be sending one of my safeties out to, um, you know, even throw some kind of a bit of a late hit onto Tyree Kill real early and test him out. I think in a Bowl, cool. something has yeah. got to actually do something because as much as Mahomes is the difference, you know, one of the most real differences between – the Kansas City Chiefs and just about everyone else is the absolute outright blinding speed of Tyreek Hill and people cannot catch him. No one can, even the best corners can't shut him down. Um, and no. he runs the diagonal route, that, you know, straight across um, into the gap through the middle and and everyone knows it. And, you know, Troy Open will sit there explaining it, pointing out it says, this is where he's going. That's what he's going to do and he's going to, you know, he's going to force one. You know the the corner to give him off to the safety, and that one, well, no one can run with him.
0: I'd be no, looking and, and what, to
1: lay out on a on a pick play or something on a you know as a as a defender. I'd be looking to lay him out, especially if the ball's not there, just blindsided. I can't remember the last well, for I, that in the NFL.
0: No, I, I agree, but I think you've also then got um, where Mahomes can get out of the pocket and run. He might not be the most athletic, but he is someone who sees uh, plays like like we've seen few others, and I think Travis Kelsey is going to play a massive part um, in this game. We might see a little bit more blocking from him to free up um, players like Hill as well, um, yeah. because Kelsey's a catch catching um, tight end, obviously. But I, I think I think he's big enough to do a fair bit of blocking as well. So it's going to be just so interesting the tactics of this game. Yeah, and. Look, Brady's arm in the first half. Most of this season has been amazing. It's just been as good as anyone. So that first half is going to be intriguing. The um, Kansas City wouldn't want to fall behind like they have in in, in past years because Brady can bleed the clock like no other. He loves his check downs and and he won't mind um, giving the ball off to someone to to do some running plays as well. So the clock management of these uh, of of the of the coaches is going to be. Really, really interesting because the coach uh, sorry, the time management this year, the clock management of, of a lot of teams has been the worst I've ever
1: seen. And that was historically a big um, knock on Andy Reid. And I think he's got it together. I think Andy Reed's gotten better at that. It's taken him a long time to be good at that. He got almost got run out of town in Philadelphia because of that. And yeah, you know, I mean Philadelphia, it doesn't matter what your record is, they just run you out of town anyway. Um so like I mean, he was nothing. Stuff new there, but um, he was—he he struggled with that a bit. There, he's obviously coming. He's got a great team around him. He's always got a great support staff. He's a great coach. I think that is one of the bigger dif- differences in the game. I'm pretty certain that we've got two attack-minded, offensive-minded head coaches, and I think that Andy Reid's a much better coach than Bruce Arians. I like Bruce Arians a lot, but I think Andy Reid's got the—he's got the pelts on the board now.
0: He does. Um, we look conversely over at Tampa and, and, you know, you've got Antonio Brown who didn't get a start uh, in previous games. Scotty Miller, who's emerged as a wide receiver. Uh, Mike Evans is having a great season. Um, Gronk hasn't really done much, but he kind of gives Brady that that bit of confidence. If he has to, he knows he, he, knows he can go to him. But a player that um, started at my team, the Finns, and you want to put some hurt down on a player? I've got the man for you, buddy. Tommy and Sue. Oh, no, Chris Jones, but Tommy, and Sue. If you want to weigh out someone early in a game, maybe that's your, maybe that's your
1: main. Yeah, that's true. And you know, whatever. There's a guy that uh, I'm, you know, I don't have feelings for either way. I know he's a great player, but he's the epitome of everything that is not what I love in the NFL. Yeah, I don't. It just tastes of contracts. No, I don't really like him that much.
0: And you know there was some good, so- sorry, there was some great signs in a college level, but there was some bad off-field signs for me when he was getting signed to the Dolphins that I was worried about. I think you do have to look at at someone's off-field behaviour because it's going to carry
1: across. Oh no, I and think- when you've got more money, I believe is off. I'm, for everything I've ever heard is off-field is um is exemplary. He's a nice guy and loves his mum and all that. But I just the way he chases contracts, I, I, you know, I like guys who have got some form of being. Now, I get the journeyman getting thrown around, but and and Sue, he, he's a big-time player. He's supposed to play for everyone
0: now. I I don't think he's... um. I think he's got every bit of talent in the world at defensive tackle. I don't think he's lived up to it yet. Super Bowl wouldn't be bad on your resume, though.
1: He was played for the Rams in theirs as well. He did too. Um, yeah, very Spagnuolo. good. So
0: to-
1: <laughs> Steve Spagnuolo is another interesting story. The defensive coach of the... Chiefs, who was the mastermind behind the Giants' um, defenses that took down Brady twice at the Patriots?
0: That is a really good call.
1: So Spags was, was there really good doing that and um, running the um, the four man offensive front, putting pressure on, and then you know closing down the receiving group out wide. But well, that was basically his key to that success. I remember it because he also ran it against the Packers and beat us. So, um, you know, Steve Spagnuolo is another one. He, I don't think he's worried about seeing Tom. But if you're going to have a defensive coordinator to take out Tom, it might as well be Steve yep. Spagnuolo.
0: Oh, I totally agree. I mean, I, I also want to uh, touch on a player that's um, come good this year for the Bucks, especially in the second half, is Leonard Fournette as well at running back. And he's a big, big boy. Um, could do a bit of damage to the KC defence as well, who've been outstanding and underrated in the past uh, couple of years. So it's an absolutely intriguing game. And I, I I, don't know about you, but the more I think about it, my mind keeps changing. I'm like, oh, Kansas City's going to win by 10 plus. I can just see it happening. Then I can see um, Tampa winning with a field goal because Brady's managed the second half so well. Mm. I really don't know where this game's going to go. And I'll guarantee tomorrow my mind changes again.
1: I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to try and give something, try and paint a picture that there's got so many things that can happen in it that it's almost guaranteed that it won't happen. But I kind of feel that the Chiefs haven't been at the absolute top of their game for the whole of the year. And I feel that like last year in the playoffs, they got consistently behind in most games and they had to come from behind with a real rush and, Remember last year yeah. when um, the 49ers just like you know lost their load with um, trying to control the game in the last six minutes and the Texans and the Titans and everybody was out by a mile and then just couldn't hold out. They get up by those big leads because Pat Mahomes hadn't been playing that good. Yeah. I yeah. think that if that happens again in this game, that – there's no way that he will beat Tom Brady because I'm pretty certain that Mahomes lost his only playoff game in New England. if I'm, I can't remember, I'm just that's off my head. Um, the year before, um, they before last, Mahomes went to, in, in, went to New England, got beat by Tom Brady. Did and uh, pr- I mean we
0: won't go into the controversies of that game. There were some calls in that game that could have gone either way as it as there is in 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 football. Yeah, the but time. that's Brady isn't uh, it?
1: luck follows him around, mate. I mean it doesn't matter what oh, we're, we're sort of dice it, like some dudes are lucky and some aren't. And absolutely and he's got it. Whatever that is, that you know, the harder I work, like I get and all that kind of crap. But like in those situations, if if you were gonna toss a coin and the two of them were there, and it was a, it was a coin flip to say who's going to win the game, I had to take every bit of money I've got and put it on Tom Brady having it fall this way because he's being kissed on the – everything happens, goes his way.
0: So the game you were talking about, uh, John, was back a couple, almost two years or over two years ago. And it, it really illustrates the point you're making about Tom Brady. Um, it was the playoff. The Chiefs uh, were hosted by the Pats. They were up 14-0, the Pats, at halftime. Got out to 17-0. And uh, basically it ended up going into overtime with the, the Chiefs scoring 24-14 to in the last quarter. Um, but... Brady really managed that game well and they, you know, people can talk about the calls, but I just think, as you said, if they got out to 14 or 17-0, you couldn't imagine Tom Brady not um, being able to manage that game.
1: No, there's no way. And how's those outlandish numbers in the final quarter when those two are just duking it out? Uh, Ah, Pat Mahomes scores suck points so quickly and Tom Brady did that in the first half to us last week. Yeah. So. Well,
0: I, I thought you guys were going to be absolutely annihilated. I mean, I know you've got a great quarterback, but it really looked early on like I, I was just thinking, yes, Brady's great, yes, probably the goat, but that first half, I just there was no doubt ever in my mind that you know this 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 man is beyond anything we're going to see again in our lifetime. I think, even though people yeah. say my homes will get there, but yeah.
1: Well, my mind on that sort of with Mahomes is like people are so quick to decide that oh, it's going to be a dynasty or oh there's going to be this and that and the other. Like, you know, at this stage, Pat Mahomes hasn't got a dynasty. Yep. And there's every chance that after this weekend he won't have one. There's also yeah, a right. chance he might have started one with a back-to-back which doesn't happen very often in the NFL. And so, no, it no. can go two ways but people are already saying oh, you know, you know, can he get past Brody's record and all this kind of crap. It's like, when Tiger Woods was starting, they go, oh, can he get to Jack Nicklaus? Well, guess what? For all the talk, he still hasn't got past Jack. Uh, you've got it, you know, and it's like in any sports, you know, we're seeing this a lot with
0: foot, uh, soccer, you know, football around the world where um, because of COVID, teams are having um, games in hand and everyone says, oh, you know, they've got games in hand, they'll catch up and they'll do this. Hey, I'd rather have points on the board every day of the week than games in hand. But we go no, back I'd, to the- totally. We'll go back to that game because it really, I think you've really hit on what has worried me about Kansas City. It is We go back to that amazing game two years ago, the playoff. At, at three-quarter time, it was 17-7, to seven, right? So uh, Pats are up. A minute into the fourth quarter, KC get it back to 17-14. They then score six minutes later to go up 21-17. Brady scores with three minutes to go. With two minutes to go, to Kansas City uh, take the lead back. With 30 seconds to go, um, a touchdown to the to the Pats, and then a field goal to tie it and take it to overtime. And then uh, Rex Burkhead gets the, the overtime touchdown. It was just... I, I, I've never seen a more amazing last quarter of football. So we get anything like that this year? Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. You have. The Super Bowl where Brady led them back against the Falcons.
0: I hear you.
1: And then... Oh, Last year's Super Bowl where Mahomes pulled it out in the last seven minutes. I know what yeah. you're saying. Was, I know what you're saying. Was, that was a great, that was an awesome game. That was, it was one for the ages, man.
0: And, and look, I hear you with that, that the Falcons game. But, uh, you know, conversely with that, that was some of the worst coaching I have ever seen in my life. I've, mm. I don't think I've ever seen someone go away from the game plan that got them to where they were. Have you ever seen more inept coaching in in a half than that game?
1: When the Packers got beaten by Seattle in 2014?
0: I reckon you'd have an argument. I reckon you have a good argument on your hands. But um, in a Super Bowl, I've never seen a team absolutely dominate like that. And yes, all credit to Brady and Belichick and, and the team to come back. But literally, all they had to do was... If they just did running play after running play, they could not have lost that Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, if they had to just sat on the ball with thirty seconds and thirty seconds, they would have won.
0: It, it was just insane. i was literally blowing my mind thinking that I couldn't have coached worse than that. No way, and I, you know I, I couldn't coach worth worth uh, twenty three cents. Um, yeah. Well, let's go with it, mate. Let's go with it. We're going to go. Who's going to be MVP, and that's pretty much then going to sum up the winner, the winner of the game. Who's your MVP?
1: I have cheered against Tom Brady in. Oh, my God. Actively cheered against him, hoping that the other team would win on multiple occasions. I'd say, how many is he playing his 10th Super Bowl? I would say, if we go through them, the first one, yeah, whatever. didn't really care. The second one, I probably didn't really care. Definitely the third one, I was cheering against him. Uh, Then when they played the Giants, I definitely was going for the Giants. And I never go for the Giants. If you know me, I can't stand them. <laughs> and then this, 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 the second time around against the Giants, I was probably going, I don't really care. Um, against the Eagles, I was definitely going for the Eagles. Against um, against the Falcons, I would have been... I would have gone for the Falcons, but you've got to remember that they beat the Packers the week before an NFC Championship game. That's true. That's and true. so I was cheering for Brady because... I find it very difficult to go. And on that logic, they beat the Packers last week. And he's playing for them. So that's two negatives that I Mm -hmm. should be saying, no, I'm not going to – I don't want that to happen. I do not want that to happen. But if you know your mathematics, Paul, you cannot multiply two negatives and get a, a negative. You only get a positive. That's true. <laughs> In fact, it brings the cyborg back into life. And and I'm even thinking, oh yeah, Gronk. I'm going. Oh, what? Okay. Well, I'm just, now the only guy actively going to be cheering. I hope for the sake of everyone. I I'd love to see. Tampa Bay get beaten because of Antonio Brown. Yep. But for pretty much everyone else there, including Bruce Arians and I just, yeah. I And actually Leonard Fournette, you brought him up. He's another one of those dudes. Like, you know, we talk about some guys being Teflon and they never get criticised and other guys just get pancaked all the time. Yeah. Fournette cop that at Jacksonville. Jacksonville are crap. And he got, <laughs> he, he, he carried the can for everything that was happening there, didn't he? And it's like you know, the whole organization's garbage from top to bottom, back to front. It's rotten. It's cancerous. There's people leaving. They, they you know, they should have gone to the Super Bowl. They got beaten by Brady, and and they shouldn't have won. Brady shouldn't have won that game against Jacksonville. Remember no,
0: that? No, but
1: look, that why no, shouldn't have. Yeah, no, you the shouldn't have. But uh... that got him through—that it always goes his way. And I really like—I really like Patrick Mahomes, and I love Andy Reid. I love him a lot. He's from the Packers um, coaching scenario. He's out of Mike Holmgren. He's one of us. But you know what? I kind of just go on, man. You know what? Everything to me points to Tom winning again. And, and, and he's going to undoubtedly be the greatest NFL – anybody who keeps wanting to talk about Lawrence Taylor as the greatest NFL player of all time, come on. I mean, Tom Brady, he might not be the most gifted this or that, but he's the most complete version of anyone in that sport that's ever lived. And I don't really love him, and I, he drives me nuts. I don't think he's that great, but he's just the best ever.
0: He does you what want to you mate. want. He does what you need. He, he, he can win in different ways, and he is a winner. He is. I think, you know, we put a dictionary up of uh, of, of winning in America. You just need to put up Brady.
1: Um, look, Eric... Uh, and Biennale, I'm, not the, uh, I'm, I'm done with that because it always bites you in the in the you-know-what.
0: Yes, it does. Yeah. Mate, I'm going to go with uh, Eric Biennale. Um I'm going to go with the Kansas City because I've never seen a more smiling happy offensive coordinator. So that's the reason I'm going to go for KC. Uh, but no, the, the true reason I am is how quickly they can score. I just think that they, they're they going to put so much pressure on Tampa. I'm going to go Kansas City to win by 10 plus. I don't want to hear one person, if that happens, put down the legacy of Brady. He's been, we talked about this, he's been in 18.8% of all Super Bowls ever played. And he's won 11% of all Super Bowls ever played. So no one needs to put down Brady if he does And you'll go 10-plus. You got... yeah, because I just think in saying it is, is, you know, I can still say that Brady's great, but I just think that Kansas City has such, such firepower. I think if Mahomes has a good game and they start well, uh, I think they're going to win
1: by 10-plus. Well, here's a question once... without notice. What yeah. would you have said if the Packers were playing against the Chiefs?
0: Oh... I would have said, I would have said, uh, give me a give me a three and a half point line either way. Um, I I just think, yeah, I know this sounds really silly. I just think that um, I think it would have been a closer game. I just think KC are going to blow well, Tampa I, out. I'm I agree.
1: I'm with going it. to be proven wrong. A better team with a better quarterback, and, it, and we're better in multiple positions than Tampa. We've even got the top rated cornerbacks, top rated wide receiver, all that. But didn't matter because Tom Brady's Tom, and it just makes things happen. Well, they're playing in Tampa, and you know, obviously, Tampa—that's another Tampa Bay.
0: <laughs>
1: we didn't even mention Sorry that
0: that, that has been played a- at Tampa's home ground. Not either. But it also suits Kansas in a way because they're such a high-flying offense, and they're so fast. They're going to be playing in conditions that are going to suit a quick uh, throw of the ball. It's going to suit their their rece- ride receivers as well. But we're seeing history, no matter what. Tampa is playing a home Super Bowl, which is just blows your mind if you think about it. The only team well, in the history of Super Bowls. Really.
1: It does, and I look at in my in my man cave. One of my favorite pieces of memorabilia is my old NFC Central um, pennant that's hanging up, and I've had it for years. And my sister bought it for me, like um, when we were at uni, and you know we we're playing against the Bucks, we we're in that division the old NFC black and blue division, the Bucks are in that. That's where they spent all of their formative years getting beaten up by the Packers and the Bears and, and the Vikings. And from that note, I wish them some luck. Well,
0: you know, I think, and a lot of people say this, I don't hate either team. Um, I don't love either team. Um, You know, I think Mahomes is going to already, you know, he's going to end up a hall of famer anyway. But um, I actually just want to go – can I go a cliché, Bill? I want yeah. it to be a game. I just want it to be a great game. I want to enjoy my football. Um, so I, I'm not um, invested at all in who wins other than I do want it to be a good game. I don't want to see a blowout.
1: I'd love to see a series of cheap shots.
0: <laughs> you would. I would.
1: <laughs> I think, you know, that's – like, oh, it sounds terrible, doesn't it? some major a major something majorly controversial that's not a, a referee slash umpire's call you know some an actual controversial incident in the game that is like wow look out like remember the lights went out in the in the 49ers baltimore game yes superdome something like that maybe the hurricane comes in like unseasonally and hits tampa just something awesome like that You've already got COVID, I know, but it seems to me as the playoffs have gone on, uh, the authorities have kind of forgotten about COVID and just been letting people in hand over fist into the games. I don't know if you've noticed yeah.
0: that. Oh, I have actually noticed so that. So I'm pretty sure
1: it's going to have loads of people in there cheering. It's going to be a very different Super Bowl because usually Super Bowl doesn't have many fans of the team. It's usually corporates.
0: Yeah. This, so, this, this could be a very different Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, and that, that might just be something um, – here or there the other thing for our football fans the Buccaneers are owned by the Glazer family who own Manchester United so that's another reason I should be going for KC Ooh,
0: okay mate you, I, I forgot about that you would have sold me even more actually okay, I'm flipping I'm based KC. on
1: that I'm going to go for Kansas City <laughs>
0: look, we, look like anything we've um, put out our viewpoints this has been the Love Sport Podcast we will do a um, review of the Super Bowl in our All Sport Podcast next week If you've got any feedback for us, you can get John at Lambic on Twitter. Myself, Paul, at Paul underscore football. You can get us on the Love Sport podcast on Facebook and Twitter as well. Um, We've really enjoyed um, growing our listenership and uh, we hope that you guys can start throwing out some comments and questions for us because we'd love to field those. Um, John, any final comments on the Super Bowl?
1: Look, I hope everyone enjoys the game. It's a great day. Get together with your mates, your family, um, whatever you do you know, um, ring work and say that you're not feeling the best. Um, And get in and get yourself some chicken wings. Grab a six-pack of uh, Sierra Nevada or Bud or whatever. Go Mm. and see your mates. Kick back, enjoy the game. And, yeah, and look, I don't really care who wins this one. I honestly don't. I just hope it's a really great game and um, I'm looking forward to seeing something real special. One way or another, with the players involved and the coaches, something special is going to happen for someone and this time oh. I don't really care what's up it just did it again can you hear me what yeah yeah
0: sorry mate it just bloody did it again my headphones keep um cutting out which stops the podcast so or right, well, do you want to cut you me in just last last thought again can you hear me no, i got you now yeah got you now
1: yeah, can yep. you hear me all right? Sorry, mate. Okay, just want to count me in. I'll do. Give me my final thought yep, again.
0: It. Three, two,
1: one. Well, Paul, honestly, I don't really care who wins this game, but I'm looking forward to seeing something special. My tip to everyone out there: grab yourself some chicken wings, Google some recipes, and
0: buffalo wings. mate
1: and Buff- experiment a bit. Buffalo with wings
0: are a bit harder to get in Australia, but buffalo wings might be on the uh, menu as well.
1: Well, they're not hard to make, um, and you don't have to be a great cook to be able to make them. Just look up a recipe. Some sliders, pretty simple some sliders. Um, my, yeah, do that. Um, but look, nothing's better than Americans than like you know some chips, some dip. Uh, you can make a cobbler. Oh, look, what are we talking? This is garbage. But you can do whatever you want. But the traditional food at the tailgate now is tar- is is wings, yeah. and you know what they love? Believe it or not, most parts of America they love their um. I love their bratwurst, especially in Green Bay. So I'll be having a couple of sausages and I'll be washing it down with a little bit of... Um, mm, I'm going to go with some Sierra Nevada. I like it. I like and it. I have that every game, mate. It's going to be fantastic. I don't care who wins, but, but we're going to see something special either way. Absolutely.
0: And the other thing, John, just to finish off there is, you know, there are, there are a lot of Australians who say they don't like American sports and Americanization of things. You go to any bar... Uh, all over Australia next Monday, you will see colours of all teams in every single bar. And bartenders and bar owners will tell you they do an amazing um, take on Super Bowl Day. It is an event, and it's an event all over the world. So let's just hope and we'll do our review next week. It's always brilliant to have you on the podcast. Oh Thanks for joining us on the Love Sport podcast. This was our NFL special You can get me on Paul underscore football on Twitter. You can get John at Lambic Peach. You can also follow us on the Love Sport podcast on Facebook and Twitter as well. Why not subscribe? Hey, we may not know everything, but at least give it a go. Love Sport podcast.